Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Self-reflection and inner work is something that has gone on for all time. We are human beings and we're brought to this planet to experience ourselves And in doing so, we often come towards challenges and have to face ourselves and the lives that we've lived. But what has happened is we've had certain pioneers in the fields of human potential and personal growth that have come through that have truly impacted individuals all across this planet in the way that they provide different methodologies and philosophies and ways of teaching that allow people to connect more deeply to those lessons learned and those challenges in how to overcome them. My guest tonight is one of those amazing teachers that truly helps people search for that deeper meaning and purpose in their lives and allows them to tap into that inner guidance and create a new life and a new world for themselves. She understands that it requires a circular reflection of our different landscapes, our emotional, our mental, our physical, and our spiritual, in order to get to that place where we can truly heal. On this year, she has released Living in the Light, the 25th anniversary edition, Follow Your Inner Guidance to Create a New Life and a New World. My guest is Shakti Gawain, the pioneer in the field of personal development. For over 25 years, she has been a best-selling author and internationally renowned teacher of consciousness. She's facilitated thousands of individuals in developing greater awareness, balance, and wholeness in their lives. And I was touched by her through the book entitled Four Levels of Healing, which is one of many books that she has written, including creative visualization, creating true prosperity, and developing intuition, in addition to living in the light 25 years ago. Her books have sold over 10 million copies and have been translated into more than 30 languages. She's also the co-founder of New World Library Publishing Company. I'd like to welcome Shakti Gwain to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, and so often people do come up against those various challenges, and I know we had a really wonderful conversation in the interview that we had for the 1111 Magazine uh, January issue, which is actually uh, up on the online site now and, and released that people can read it as well. But a lot of what you talked about in that article was the self-responsibility that we have towards ourselves in doing this work. Shakti, tell me why now more than ever this is so important. 
Well, we are really, really going through, as, as most of us have figured out, going through quite an intense time. And, you know, I, I think that most of us who are committed to this kind of consciousness process are constantly, you know, confronted with our challenges, how we can how we can grow, how we can become more aware, how we can integrate that into our lives. So there's just a, a, a lot happening right now for all of us. Uh, that for all of us, whether we are aware of it or not. Um, Absolutely. And, and in doing that personal growth step and in allowing ourselves to be, to be done, so often it feels like when we pour that type of love on ourselves, everything unlike it shows up. We end up having more things come at us. And so often people then say, well, I'm doing all this work. Why is there more now coming? Right. Do you have an answer that you can help so that people can understand that part of the journey may still have those bumps along the way? Yes, I think I do. Um, absolutely. You could think about it as just like the were the dirt that's been swept under the rug. Yes. And, you know, we, we aren't really conscious that it's there, but as we begin to delve deeper in ourselves, we, we see that we've, you know, uh, we've pushed a lot of things away or swept them under the rug, hoping we won't have to deal with them. And, but in reality, we do have to deal with everything in life. <laughs> and, um, and, and we can actually begin to find that, that these, these uh, processes that we're engaged in um, can, if we can begin to embrace them as, as part of the human experience, they really have a lot of value for us. And um, I, I always like to point out that um, if we, you know, that it's, it's similar to how it is for us in our individual lives, that very often we don't really uh, change too much until we get some kind of major challenge in our life, and that's what motivates us to go forward and to deepen. And it's, so that's what it's like in our individual life. You know, we, we often have a crisis or a problem or something that sort of, you know, really affects us. But that's an opportunity for us to grow and learn. So as we do that work individually in ourselves, it also is happening collectively in, in the whole world. We're all connected in a certain, on a certain level. <laughs> and, and Shakti, that catalyst, so to speak, that challenge that shows up in our life, it, is it really there to help guide us more and more towards the light, our own light that is shining that we perhaps can't recognize or is buried under that dirt that's swept under the rug? Can we look at those obstacles in that way? Absolutely. I mean, we have to, we have to really look at them as life's challenges and and see how much possibility there is in all of it. You know, it's, it's the things that we thought were negative and therefore, you know, tried to get rid of. Most of us are trying to get rid of something or other, <laughs> hoping that if we do, um, it'll clear things up. But we, we really need to not think in terms of getting rid of anything because within ourselves because every part of us is important. Every part of us is needed. It's just that we haven't known how to really handle it. We haven't been conscious enough to, to really know exactly how to meet these challenges. And so life is constantly taking us in a direction of greater 
awareness and greater challenge, but also greater fulfillment. The deeper we can go in ourselves, the more fulfilling our lives can be. So what I'm hearing you say also is it's not that we have to get rid of that, that, that we're not that dirt, that, that those behaviors right. necessarily right. are not that dirt that's swept under the rug. A lot of it is what we've attached to that, that we have to really embrace uh, the different aspects of ourselves mm-hmm. as we grew up or in various circumstances and not really punish ourselves or put ourselves away, but perhaps allow the scenarios to to slowly go away or allow the the attachments we've put on those scenarios to slowly be cleaned out and put away. Mm-hmm. Very well said. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, uh, there's a lot of beautiful addition to the 25th anniversary revised edition of Living in the Light. What prompted you to really sit down and decide, you know, I need to to go back and, and bring this book forward, because it is timeless, even in its original form. It's timeless in its material. Um, what was the prompt to really bring this back in a new way? Well, first of all, I had done that with my first book, Creative Visualization, um, after, you know, a, a number. I mean, it's been out now for 30 years, and at a certain point I felt like it was time to revise that and bring it up to date, and then now I've, well, actually a few years ago I did some uh, some revisions to Living in the Light, and then it felt like we needed to do some more for to put out the new new uh, edition of it. So um, I, I feel like we have to keep current, I want to keep current, and, you know, things I learned um, 30 years ago when I was working with creative visualization were very important to me and really changed my life. And at a certain point, I sort of had integrated a lot of that, and I was kind of moving on to, to other, other aspects of this process. It's like you can't rest on your laurels for very long with <laughs> this. You know, you have to really keep um, meeting those challenges. And, and as we meet those challenges, so often, at least I find for myself, that uh, when you are a creative person or when you are a writer, not only does it help you, but in that way we touch so many people because that very lesson or that very wisdom yeah. that we took in might be the exact place that someone else is in that moment. Right. And the way it is for me, I mean, I get fast. you know, I'm just fascinated by this whole process of why are we here and what's it all about and... I've always happened ever since I was a kid. Um, so, uh, let's see now. Lost my train of thought there. Um, the whole process of why are we here and, and oh, what yeah, this is okay. all about, it is fascinating. Yeah. And um, so uh, what happens for me is that I, you know, I work on a certain aspect of that in my life and then as I'm feeling like I'm integrating that, I'm, I, I just want to tell everybody else about it. <laughs> so at a certain point, I write a book, and that sort of is, it's not, when I say completion, I don't mean there's any, I mean, the books continue on, but it's a sort of a complete piece in itself of what's, what I've been doing. And then as I sort of do a different aspect of the process, then I write another book and bring people along that way. So I'm, I'm always working on myself and, um, and then passing along the things that I think are helpful to people. And so then I have to keep that up to date, you know. 
um, because I'm learning more all the time and maybe certain things that I thought or felt before might be different now. So it's a tricky balance to revise these books because, you know, they are classics and we don't want to mess around with them too much. (laughs) And on the other hand, for me, some of them, you know, bits and parts of them are not totally up to date to where I am now. So I have to find that, that line. My guest today is Shakti Gwain, and she has helped millions of people clear and gentle violence to create new ways of life, ones in which they listen to their intuition, rely on their guiding force, and find the keys to bringing themselves more into balance. This key lies in bringing the light of our awareness to every aspect of ourselves, including those disowned energies or the shadow side. Shakti Gwain has written many bestsellers, including Creative Visualization, Living in the Light, The Path of Transpiration, Four Levels of Healing, Creating True Prosperity, and Developing Intuition. This year marks the 25th anniversary release of Living in the Light, and her books have sold over 10 million copies, been translated into more than 30 languages, and she speaks, mentors, and teaches. She has uh, some upcoming events, one which is January 2012, an intimate day-long workshop with Shakti Gwain, and it is an opportunity, a very unique opportunity, to work directly with Shakti in a small group setting in her home. And so you'll have an experiential workshop in going through some of the processes that she talks about in addition to other mentorship programs and private sessions. You can connect with her at ShaktiGawain.com. That's S-H-A-K-T-I-G-A-W-A-I-N. She is a passionate environmentalist who believes that we bring more awareness to our daily lives. We can learn to also bring that awareness and balance to our planet. You can find an additional feature on her in the January-February 2012 issue of 1111 Magazine. Currently, there is a special promotion offering you all of 2012 and all past archived issues for free. You can go to the 1111mag.com website and access these wonderful issues and read the article that is on uh, Shakti Gwain in addition to some other wonderful people in the January-February issue, including uh, Zoran Valdez, Dr. Jean Houston, and Dr. Rashid Buttar. We'll be right back with Shakti Gwain. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. 
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I'm very honored to have Shakti Gwain on the show today. Her new book, Living in the Light, is the 25th anniversary edition of, uh, of her wonderful work that was released many years ago that touched so many lives. And her vision is that she's here to help people make the changes in their lives that broaden their experience and deepen their connection to themselves and others. The book is making a powerful impact once again. And when it, it did that when it was first released, and especially with the global shifts taking place now, this book is more timely and relevant than ever. In our time, we're facing so many challenges on so many levels, and it is critical to do the inner work that's necessary. So the anniversary edition is an opportunity to allow yourself to see what's possible and to connect with, with what's really going on inside and that intuitive power and place that is within you. Shakti, I'd like to go back to something that you were saying about yourself, and it was that you continuously do the work on yourselves, and yourself. And for a lot of practitioners, they often get so busy um, that they don't necessarily take the time to do that. And how important is that, whether you're a writer or a practitioner or in any type of healing or teaching capacity, to, to really allow ourselves to do that inner work? What can it block if we don't do that? Well, um, yeah, I agree that we, it, it is important to do that. And, um, you know, that's our very uh, growth is, is, is there. Um, um, I, just, I just lost my train of thought. Well, I, w- I, was, I was trying to, um, I come across so many practitioners yeah. just in my own line of work, and some I find do yeah. that inner work on a, a regular basis right, to constantly right. grow themselves, and then I find others, they've gotten so busy that they become like many of the clients, and that is that right. they keep putting something off or they keep having an excuse and never get around to it. Uh-huh. But there, there is a, a necessity for also doing the inner work, and I think it. it it also affects the degree to which you can help other people. Yeah. You can't really do help someone with something that you haven't found in your, for yourself. And I do think that there's this, uh, a, a regular... I mean, that's what we're here for as far as I'm concerned. So, um, you know, I just try to do the best, the best possible. But, so, and, of course, you know, we're all... We're all Human, and we're, we all have many, many challenges, and and also wonderful rewards from being human. But if people who are trying to sort of transcend the human experience, which is what a lot of the traditional religions do, both Eastern and Western, there's a, a transcendent philosophy which is saying, well, you know, basically saying that being a human on Earth is sort of a a second choice. It's not a first choice, you know. It's like we we want to try to transcend all of that. But but when we do that, that just basically turns into denial. You know, it just we, we then can't see what it is that we're being challenged with. So uh, and and we and we can fall into ruts. 
and you can really paint yourself into a corner if you if you uh, put yourself out there as a consciousness teacher or a spiritual teacher or whatever, because um, then you start to think that you're maybe supposed to be perfect. <laughs> mm, yes, <laughs> <And> nobody is. <laughs> Um, we fall, you know. We feel that we've fallen down, or whatever. So, it's. Uh, I, I think it's true that some of you know some of us are at a place where we can bring a, a fair amount of consciousness into our lives and try to really live by that. And others are, you know, are having different kinds of challenges. And, and even that has its place in our growth and our healing, whether you look at, and there have been some that have been in the uh, personal development field that have fallen. There are people that we see on television that are celebrities that uh, mm-hmm. hit a crisis or end up in the public eye because of something that they did. And all of those places, even though it is something that tends to be judged by the personality selves and, and mm-hmm. kind of that that. Uh, gossip aspect of our world, right. it's actually the soul journey, and it is an opportunity not only for that person to heal, but it is an opportunity for us to be as witnesses to heal it in our own lives, too. Absolutely, yeah. That's why it's so good if you do have something to say about that, that you that you do express it, you know. And so how does that part play into things? As we are doing this, and you write very much in creative visualization and also in Living in the Light, that we, we are these reality creators. We, we are that creative force that, uh, that is the it, and, and you speak of that being the higher self or your soul, and, and that part of you knows more than the other I, which is the personality self. So how, how do we handle that judgment that comes out at other people uh, or, or some, of, some of those aspects of ourselves? Well, the, the judgment that comes out at other people is a reflection, of course, of the judgment that we are putting on ourselves. And unfortunately, or for, well, it seems unfortunate, but it's, it's not really, um, that you know, many of us do have a very critical, self-critical part of us. And uh, that can be a really, really painful thing to live with and to, to deal with. It's like having somebody sitting on your shoulder telling you, you know, what's, what's not okay about you all the time. And we generally tend to react to that by trying to fight it and trying to get rid of it and trying to bury it or trying to, you know, get away from it. But we really can't. We can't really get rid of any parts of us because, as it turns out, when you look into it more deeply you will always find that there's a reason why things are the way they are. So, for example, this, you know, this matter of dealing with your inner critic, uh, the critic sounds so negative, but when you really work with that critical voice inside and really delve into it and find out more about what it feels and what its perspectives are and so forth, um, that can really be transformed because it, 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 what's actually happening, it's kind of interesting, is that the critic is actually trying to shape us up and make us as good as we can be so nobody will reject us or, or um, criticize us. So it's actually trying to do a good thing by trying to make us, um, you know, the best we can be so that other people won't, won't hurt us. Uh, <laughs> but it's doing it in such a way that makes it very difficult to, to listen to. But if you if you... 
work with that, which is noticing and paying attention, um, that can be transformed so that what was your critical voice becomes a kind of a discerning voice. Yes. That's helpful, you know, that can let you know, probably this is better than that, you know, or let's see, we need to work on this. But do you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And for many people, uh, they can end up in a loop uh, of, of in that mental loop of trying to figure it out or, or going back mm-hmm. into blame and shame and judgment. And, and that's where oftentimes it's necessary to find the appropriate teachers and guides or coaches yeah. or books or, or things mm-hmm. that we need to support us because the levels of healing that you talk about, it, it doesn't always necessarily happen to us just sitting on our own. Yeah, very much. I mean, I'm a great believer in how we need each other. You know, we need help. We need support. We need reflection. We need connection. Uh, It's so much about our relationship to ourselves and to others. It's so much such an important part of it all. Well, I mean, the one truth is that, you know, no matter where we run to, whether it is to... uh, a place off in the mountains or running into the forest or running to drugs or alcohol or any number of things, we're still going to find ourselves there. And so if we're going to run to something, we might as well run to the community of other people to support us and allow that journey to continue, um, hopefully in a more positive direction. Yeah. So as you began your own journey, did you really feel as if this was your life purpose and passion, or did this all evolve because you were one of those individuals that did self-reflect enough on your own, and did it just birth itself? Well, I would say both. I mean, I I obviously had to, you know, be ready to do this work and want to do it, um, uh, but I, I can't say that I had any plan in mind. I, I really didn't know... I had graduated from college I, with a degree in dance, which was wonderful, but it didn't exactly make, I wasn't going to make a living that way. It wasn't that good. And so, you know, I was just sort of confronting, what do I do with my life? And I ended up, it's a whole long story, but I ended up traveling all the way around the world for a couple of years and really kind of opening up to different experiences in life and, um, and then, that, you know, that just unfolded. And I, the reason it was able to happen is because I, did, I, had, I had been doing my work. I was doing it. I was somewhat new at it, really, but, um, but I definitely was doing that. And, uh, and so and I was following my traveling. intuition. I, I wouldn't have been able to label it or know what it was at that point. But now I look back and I see I was definitely following my intuition, my inner guidance. And I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, it just, so it just sort of unfolded, and and um, and nobody's more surprised than me about how it all has happened. And that just lets us understand that we don't necessarily have to control the journey. Sometimes the journey guides us. 
Yeah. If you're searching for deeper meaning and purpose in your life, if you are wanting to have a sense of that inner wisdom that can be a guiding force for you, and yet you're wondering how to connect with that intuitive self, if you are wondering how to know which inner voice to listen to, then a book entitled Living in the Light, the 25th Anniversary Edition, can support you in doing that. The subtitle is Follow Your Inner Guidance to Create a New Life and a New World. That's Living in the Light's 25th Anniversary Edition that has been written by Shakti Gwain. She's helped readers all over the world address these types of questions and has literally given millions of people clear and gentle guidance to create a new way of life. Also, access some of her other wonderful books, The Four Levels of Healing, is a wonderful place to begin your journey where you can discover those various four levels and how to step into those creative visualization, how to create your reality more consciously and how you are that creative force. There are many wonderful words of wisdom that come through the books of Shakti Gwain. You can connect with her at ShaktiGwain.com. You can also find out more about her mentorship, private sessions, as well as an intimate day-long workshop taking place January 2012 on January 28th. We'll be right back with Shakti Gwain and Living in the Light. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Living in the light is about the transformation of consciousness within each individual and in the world. For many people, this time may be distressing because the world situation or even our personal lives may seem to be going from bad to worse. It's as if many things are falling apart and will seem to continue to do so with an even greater intensity. But on the deepest level, it may not be negative. It may actually be something that is a catalyst that is pushing us out of our old ways, out of our old patterns, into something new. Shakti Gwain terms this as an old world and a new world throughout her book, Living in the Light, the 25th Anniversary Edition. 
which has been released now. And I urge you to go to her website, shaktigwain.com. That's S-H-A-K-T-I-G-A-W-A-I-N.com. And you can find out more about this book, all of her other works, various events, and the uh, private sessions, mentoring, and and, uh, workshop that she's having January 28th which will be an intimate gathering in her home. So that's a wonderful way to experience her, her wisdom, and a nice small group of people that you can learn and grow with. Shakti, let's talk about those terms, the old world and the new world. Break that down for us. Well, the old world is really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the values that we've been living with for quite some time. <laughs> um, I mean, it's always been evolving, but I think it's just evolving faster and faster now. So I use the term new, uh, old world as indicating the, the uh, values that our, our civilization has held, many of which have been absolutely wonderful and many of which have been just needed in order to survive on the physical plane. Um, but I feel that we are actually shifting our consciousness into... Um, in, into a, a different uh, a different way of doing things, a different set of values. And if we are having an old world and a new world, with a lot of the talk about the birth of 2012 and this new time that's coming in the golden age, mm-hmm. is there an old human and a new human? And what is that <laughs> new human? What does that look like? Oh, that's a very interesting question. I mean, we're all a mixture of all of it. I mean, anything that we have contact with in our lives, anybody, anything, you know, it's all part of the process. So it's not like there are these new world people over here and these old world people over there. Um, It might seem like that sometimes when you're (laughs) dealing with your different generations and so forth. But, uh, no, it's, it's it's it's, it's a... process of integrating, really, of all the aspects of being human and living on Earth is to integrate those things. And that's a gradual thing. Uh, It's gone on for a long time. It will go on for a long time. But I think that more people are, in a way, because more people are feeling in crisis, they're also feeling the need to do something about it. So that's, that's what you were saying as being a catalyst. Now, you write that the first task in building this new world is to actually admit that the life education may not have taught us exactly the the most satisfying way to live. Right. So where do we take, where do we grasp that education that will provide us that satisfying way to live? Well, it generally comes to us in our life. You know, something happens, somebody has an illness, somebody has a relationship breakup, um... Somebody has a financial crisis. I mean, you know, there's one thing or another it comes up in most of our lives. And we can either say, oh, my God, you know, woe is me. This is terrible. This never should have happened this way. And that's natural. You know, we, we all would say things like, feel that way when we're deal, dealing with our crises. But, and we must really honor that, too, and not try to go around it or above it or past it, but really just, learn to be with it deeply. And as we do that, then, um, then we can begin to learn from every experience. 
And then we begin to understand that we need to hold every experience of our life as and every person in our life that's important to us to hold those things as, as very, very valuable. And then we learn how to work with them more specifically. And there are so many things around these days, so many people, so many things, uh, you know, who have their wonderful, different wonderful healing processes going on everywhere. So whatever you're drawn to, you know, at least check it out in terms of a teacher or a group or a therapist or a workshop or whatever. If you feel drawn to it, check it out more. See if it feels right. See if it can feels like it's helping you. And if it is, then really, you know, make make some commitment and 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 use whatever the tools are in that particular form. But don't get stuck there because uh, I know I've you know I've had many different teachers and in the form of people in the form of books in the form of you know workshops and animals <laughs> nature nature especially. So and that requires um, a degree of surrender on people's part to to kind of go with what is being brought into their lives, and it also requires some trust to know that. Uh, things are going to show up to help them. And that, those are two big words for a lot of people, that surrender and that trust. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, we probably really wouldn't do most of this in, unless we found we really needed to. So life generally provides us with some motiv- motivations. <laughs> now, you talk about the universe being both personal and impersonal in its aspects. and. As human beings, we often take things so personally and really make them all about us. So what does that mean when we, when we say that the universe has the personal and impersonal? Well, the personal is the one that we feel like we can be connected to, you know, emotionally or spiritually. Uh, it, it has a, a kind of a vulnerability to it, and it, it but it's like it's, I would say that many people, if not most people, have a relationship with God on a kind of a personal level. They feel like they can pray and connect, and God is there for them and with them. Uh, and other pe- other people see it, you know, in in other ways. But generally, many many people have that personal relationship with some higher force or higher power or whatever. And um, that can really help us. Uh, it, it can hinder us or it can help us, depending how we use it. And you have a lot of meditations throughout the book, Living in the Light. Tell me about what you do. What is your practice? And, and how would you guide someone in establishing a meditation practice if they have not yet uh, figured out how to do that or not uh-huh. yet uh, taken the time to get still? Yeah, well, again, you, you, need, you usually need help with these things, whether it's a book that you read that inspires you to try something or whether it's, um, you know, a person who's influential in your life in some way. So we, we need that kind of support to find out, you know, what works for us. And meditation, I mean, meditation can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, and you know, certainly creative visualization is one form of meditation, but to me the most important form of meditation is to be present with myself at any given moment. To be present with myself, really being aware of how I'm feeling and what's happening for me and how 
how I'm interacting with others and how they're interacting with me. So that's a learning process. You have a powerful paragraph which, uh, which you state as, uh, once we accept the reality of higher power that is channeled to us through our intuition, it becomes clear that many of our personal problems and the ills of the world are actually caused by not following that intuition. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, it, 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 it takes practice to learn what your intuition is and how to follow it. I want to emphasize that yes. in, the, yes. in my books, particularly this one, Living in the Light, I, I use, I give people real simple, basic, you know, practices to do that can help. So to find something, one of those, you know, practices that you feel connected with or that, that feels good to you, whether it's, you know, with a person or just just from inside yourself. For example, and then we have me, to be open and, and available to just seeing how it shows up for us because there's, it is a communication Mm-hmm. so to speak, that is happening. When we allow ourselves to go into that meditation and then we allow ourselves to get back into our bodies, we're also extending the conversation to say to the universe now answer back. Right. Yeah. And, so and the, the signs um, start to show up for in, in allow us to trust that intuition more and more. Mm-hmm. I want to say, by the way, that I mean we we each have our own things that that can catalyze us and and that can sort of nurture and comfort us and help us. For me, going to nature, getting out in a beautiful natural environment for me is like the best meditation um, because the power of nature is very it's very you know it's powerful, and um, I find that. For me to just go out in some beautiful setting and just, you know, spend a little time there. It doesn't have to be a lot of long time. It can be a very short time. But just let it renew you or let it help you ta- help take you to a deeper place. And have you seen in your course of teaching, and I know you've traveled a great deal and you've had people from all over the world, mm-hmm. have you seen that there is any sort of difference um, in the way that people approach things or in, in, in the way that the soul journey is uncovered? Are we all really the same? Because so many people think that their journey is unique and that no one else is going through what they're going through and it's hard and it's terrible mm-hmm. and no one can understand. But oftentimes it helps to know that maybe there's someone else that has uh, a similar situation going on that Absolutely, can help Absolutely, well. which is why it's great to write and read these books and do these practices and go to the workshops and, you know, or, or be, with, be with a friend. Whatever can help, um, help you stay more focused and connected with yourself. And the more you're connected to yourself you are, the more you can connect with other people and with, and with life and with nature and... All of it. So it's just a really ongoing process, an ever deepening process. Shakti Gwain's Living in the Light has been released in its 25th anniversary edition. It is a comprehensive map to growth, fulfillment, and consciousness. As we grapple with personal, national, and global challenges on so many fronts, this classic work is timelier than ever. You can go to ShaktiGwain.com and find out more about her in addition to the book Living in the Light and its re-release. We'll be right back with Shakti Gwain. 
Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Shakti Gwain is a pioneer in the field of personal development. For over 25 years, she has been a best-selling author and internationally renowned teacher of consciousness. She's facilitated thousands of individuals in developing greater awareness, balance, and wholeness in their lives. Having appeared on such nationally syndicated programs such as The Oprah Winfrey Show, Good Morning America, The Larry King Show, The Lisa Show, and many more, she has now re-released Living in the Light, the updated, revised 25th Anniversary Edition. And I'd love for you to connect with her at ShaktiGwain.com. Through her many seminars and books, you'll find that you are helped developing in all of your being, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. In addition to being able to access deeper intuitive wisdom and many different uh, layers of yourself that can go from the creative all the way to many aspects of you that you may not even know. Shakti, I know as a creative person, and we're all creative beings, but my work is actually creative, I find that, number one, I feel the force channeling through me, and it comes through just as for you in, in your writing. But number two, being that creative channel, I have so many aspects of myself that actually support that writing. So when I have my own learning lessons and experiences, and I have these aspects of love or anger or, um, you know, humility or kindness or compassion or uh, jealousy or whatever shows up for me as a human being, they are parts of me that, that oftentimes I need to have a conversation with as well. You do a lot of work with the aspects. Let's talk about that and, and what that means and how important it is and uh, how that can help one to know themselves better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I, I, used to, I used to refer to my inner voice, meaning my intuitive voice. But then I, I began to discover that I don't just have one voice in me. I have many voices in me. In fact, it's, 
it's many different cells. It's almost like, well, it isn't almost. It is like uh, like having a number of different people living inside of you. Um, and each one of those parts of us has a job to do. It's, it's here for a reason, and we need them all. So, um, you know, we don't want to try to get rid of those cells. We wouldn't be able to anyway. But we don't want to, even, again, even the ones that might seem negative, they really have a value in them once you're able to really look into it. The problem so comes... Go ahead. When, what? Okay. The problem comes when, we, um, when we're overly identified with certain parts of ourselves, which means, you know, that's who we think we are, and we're totally identified with that, which is you know, isn't a bad thing, again, but it just can be limiting unless you begin to also recognize that you've got the opposite parts of those or and the opposite parts. I call them the ones that were the most um, uh, connected to, that we feel the most identified with, I call primary selves, and that's that's how we present ourselves in the world and that's who we think we are. But meanwhile... There are all, for every primary self, there's usually a disowned self, which is one of the parts of us that hasn't been developed or fully expressed. And um, it's something that we need. So at some point in our life, things, something will happen to start nudging us toward that quality. For example, um, most of us in the modern Western world have a self that we call, I call the pusher that's the one that just wants wants us to get a lot done. It's very important in our culture now that we produce and we make things happen and we get things done and we don't waste time. And, yes, uh, and all of that faster. is great and helpful. But if that's 99% of who we are, what's going to be missing? There's going to be, a, you know, we won't be enjoying much just sort of being time or leisure time or rest. And we need those things to balance them out. So from the point of view of the primary self, the, the, the pusher one, um, you don't need any rest. You just, you just work. <laughs> so that doesn't work very well. And sooner or later, that gets communicated to us in a way that we can't ignore anymore. And so then it's a matter of embracing. Um, you don't want to get rid of the pusher. You definitely need that. But what we want to do is add a few degrees of and the ability to relax or the ability to be a bit carefree at times. And that's sort of like that's owning that part of us that is less developed. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. You know, and, and, and this is something else I want to bring up right now because often exactly what we need to hear mm-hmm. shows up for us. And my whole past, I've been a workaholic. I've been that pusher person that you talk about. Mm-hmm. And so when we do recognize that person then we can let the other side come in and be a little more conscious of taking the time uh, to, yes. to take that rest or develop that part that knows how to play or knows how to have fun, even if it's something that we don't think we know how to do. Right. Yeah. It's a learning process to discover our disowned selves and, and bring, bring them to light and, um, and then really and, be able to... It just really gives you conscious choice about what you do in your life instead of just going on automatic. 
And rather than viewing it as a challenge or something that we have to overcome, it really is the pathway to discovery, which is what self-realization is, is the ability to discover ourselves. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's going to be in ways we've never known. Yeah. Uh-huh, absolutely. That's why it's, you know, it can feel scary or confusing, but the, as you begin to consciously work with these parts, it, it's, it's just amazing. You have another chapter in your book, which I loved, another paragraph that I truly, truly loved, and it was, I believe we are all geniuses, each in our own unique way. We will discover the nature of our particular genius when we stop trying to conform to our own or other people's models, learn to be ourselves, and allow our natural channel to open. Through trusting and acting on our intuition, it's possible to bring our natural creative inspiration into every moment in every area of our lives. But that's the block, is so many of us are trying to conform to what we think we have to be or, or who we right. have seen in our lives and trying to model through that. But genius is unique and, and of its own and needs to be discovered. You know, when I was writing Creative Visualization, I just, I did it because I felt inspired to, to take these various things that I was learning in different places and put them all together in a simple, easy to read, and easy to use, you know, little book. And a friend of mine, was a, he was a writer, and he was doing some writing, and he was kind of encouraging me to go ahead and write my ideas. And, and so I did. I started writing, and I was very excited. I had a lot of energy around wanting to do this. And then all of a sudden, at some point, I, I stopped, and I couldn't do it anymore. I got blocked. And I realized... Uh, that I had this uh, critic voice in me saying, who do you think you are? Mm. Writing a book about, you know, personal growth and consciousness, you're, no, you're certainly not perfect, you know. What makes you think you can do this? And it stopped me. I went, oh, my God, what, yes, what, what do I think I'm doing? And I didn't write again for another year or so. And then finally, through a series of basically the universe found ways to nudge me along <laughs> to finally finish the book. And then that was creative visualization, which has been alive and kicking for 30 years now. So it's good that I didn't allow that to myself to be stopped. And that I, t- I like to tell that story because I think hopefully it can be helpful and uh, supportive of just go ahead and do what you have to do or do say what you have to say you never know what the result's going to be but even in the slowdown even in the span of the year where you had to step back and go through what that inner critic was saying that was a necessary part of your journey and and through that probably the growth and the birthing of the book was even better yes exactly my guest today has been Shakti Gwain. She has written numerous books that have been international bestsellers, translated in numerous languages, and we've been talking about Living in the Light, the revised 25th anniversary edition. Her vision is that we continue to do our own work, that we build a future together that overflows with possibility, that through integrating all of who we are, we can experience abundance, fulfillment, and limitless resources to heal and create the new world. The momentum of this growth pushes aside the old structures, belief systems, and ideas to make way for a more expansive horizon which is now emerging. We are guided by the light. Shakti, I want to thank you 
for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I want to thank you for that wonderful interview in the new issue of 1111 Magazine. And just keep continuing to guide and lead us and allow us your beautiful creative wisdom that comes through you. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. It's been really a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I'm Simran Singh. Until next week, be well. We've got a great lineup of guests that are going to continue to come. So keep on tuning in every Thursday live and always tap into the archives. See you next week. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.